Hey everyone, in this episode of the podcast, we're off to good old Portage of the Prairie for a conversation with Aiden Lambert, who is working on his second album of industrial, hip-hop, spoken word-tinged experimental music. We talk about his experience growing up in a country town, playing music that's anything but country, his dreams of a visual heavy live show, post-quarantine of course, and much more. He's a young guy making fairly out there basement jams, and I think you might dig it. Hope you enjoy the show. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm back again uh, on your quarantine podcast here, uh, recording remotely. But I guess in this case, it actually makes sense to record remotely because you're not a Winnipegger. So um, I, I guess maybe the best way to just start things off is if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm pretty new to your music myself, and I think if you want to just you know uh, give us your name and some of the background about what you do, it's a good starting point. Hello, uh, my name's Aiden Lambert, and I live in Portage, which I guess is just about 40 minutes away from Winnipeg. It's far enough that it's many times. It's, it's far yeah. enough. It's, it's separate enough that it's it's its own thing. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I've for about a year now. I've been professionally releasing uh, experimental industrial music, usually sort of going around more of a hip hop type of edge. Okay. Although sometimes I try to venture into like rock sounds using like sampled guitars and things like that. Yeah. And yeah, I've been doing that for almost a year now professionally, but. Uh, for a lot longer, I've kind of been experimenting with just my music, just for myself, kind of. Okay. And, yeah, eventually I just decided, just started to go for it, I guess, and put out my own full-length project. Cool. So, yeah, that was a big thing for me, and I did that around last fall. Okay, okay. I- I'm really interested in your use of uh, language, actually, about professionally, because how did you kind of define being a professional at what you're doing? Was it just when you decided to fully commit to it, or, or how did you kind of... Uh, well, before I was just sort of keeping everything to myself, okay. and then once I actually put it out, and I've also been doing a sort of production work and engineering on the side. Oh, cool! Okay, because literally getting paid for it. So I yeah, guess. that is professional so, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like the, yeah, the very so definition. Just sort of yeah, the base definition. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. So I guess like. I've been to Portage, you know, like most people in Winnipeg have been through it or been to it for a reason or another, yeah. but I have no real concept of what the music scene is like in Portage. And I think my last kind of frame of reference would have been the late nineties, early two thousands. Like when, you know, I would have been playing in bands that played shows at the community center there occasionally and stuff like that. But my concept of Portage's music scene is, is I don't know anything. So what is it like there? Is there a big scene? Uh, for the most part, we have the uh, Glesby Center down here. I'm okay. not sure if you'd be familiar with that. I don't know that's if I don't basically know. where all of the sort of more uh, anything that's at all like big would go through there. Okay. And I guess the really big thing down here would be Doc Walker. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually went to school with one of um Doc, one of the members of Doc Walker's nieces. So, okay. Yeah, they're kind of like the local it band. I yeah, guess. like local boys done good kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And but down here we got a lot of country that's sort of the big thing so it's kind of weird for me because i'm just doing something that's so far removed from that sure so yeah a lot of the connections i've made in music have actually just sort of been uh just sort of over the internet and things like that because down here it's mostly just a lot of good old string music and that sort of thing 
Well, one of the things I've kind of found about rural, another portage is rural, but it's outside of Winnipeg, right? And I mean, yeah. one of the things I've found about those communities is that there's always a big audience for, for country, as you, as you said, like huge. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like heavy music that comes out of some of those towns because I think it's like the way to rebel against the dominant yeah. country sounds, right? I mean, and what you're doing, I think, is arguably could be considered heavy music. I mean, with the industrial yeah. influences and some of the rock stuff happening, right? So is that kind of why you went in that direction? Is just a reaction to being surrounded by country or? Probably, yeah, kind of like that. Actually, before I started doing sort of more of the hip-hop thing, I was doing a bit of an industrial metal okay. type of okay. thing. Yeah. So sort of a one-man metal show. Uh, so, yeah. And actually, my manager at my um, day job, I wore a behemoth shirt into work yeah. one day. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I used to be in like a thrash metal band. Oh, cool. And then we sort of got talking like that. So that sort of goes back to what you were saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's sort of the more... Uh, back the class type of kids and that sort of thing. We sure. all sort of go to heavier sounds just to drown out some of the more uh, country type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Portage kind of has a history of some of those bands too. Like, I mean, some of the propaganda guys are from Portage and like uh, the Naked yeah. Midgets back when I was playing in bands, those guys played all the punk shows here and there. Right. I mean, so there's, there's definitely a yeah. kind of a history of that stuff, but what, um, what was your sort of introduction to, to playing music? Where, where did that come from? Actually, my sort of interest in music started with uh, the Guitar Hero games. Okay, funnily yeah, yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it was um, the song Bulls on Parade. Yeah, Rage Against Machine, yeah. Guitar Hero yeah. 3. And then that got me looking into Rage, and I'm actually wearing, I think, yeah, uh, right on, right Eagle on. Empire on. Nice. And That album still yeah, holds so up. I love that. It's that, a great album, uh, yeah. My first CD I ever bought was a two-pack of the debut album yeah. and Eve Empire. Both of those yeah, are still amazing. Like after all I, the years have passed, they're still great. Yeah. Yeah, the debut is probably my favorite of all time. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely good good choice. Yeah. So yeah, so I got into them, and then sort of Zach De La Roca, the sort of frontman yeah. of that band, he did a thing with Run the Jewels. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so that sort of got me into hip hop. Okay. And then it's kind of like more of a heavier hip hop sound, and that's sort of how I got interested in production and just sort of making beats, and then I guess. So there's the metal sort of crossover with the rap. Sure. And then that just sort of all led to what I'm doing. And I guess this is all relatively recent, right? I mean, because Run the Jewels came out in the 2000s, I guess mid-2000s or so? Yeah, I guess uh, RTJ would have The first been, one, yeah. I think the first one was actually 2013. Oh, is that? Okay. It's even more recent than I, I thought. Think, that. I yeah. 2013, yeah. yeah. Although, uh, yeah, they were releasing solo projects. Oh, yeah, for years before. Long before sure, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. So... How have how has your stuff been received in Portage? Not 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 that I'm trying to portray Portage as like oh, a hick town where everyone only listens to country because oh, I know oh. that's not the case. But like I mean, you know, you're obviously doing something different than than kind of the what's popular there, right? So uh, have you had like, oh, yeah. like some good feedback from people out there? Or? Uh, there's a little around my age group, uh, you know, rap and sort of that SoundCloud rap. Type yeah, yeah, sound sure, the popular sure. thing. So so around my age group, there's a bit of a build up of kids who want to do that sort of thing okay what is so your age group? I have a little bit, uh well i'm going on 19 now okay so okay it's sort of like that 18 to 20 yeah so i'm almost i'm almost 20 years older than you so like that soundcloud rap i don't understand it at all i've tried i've had people I've, on the show to try and explain it to me and I, it just it sounds like shit to me I, I can't i can't figure it out but yeah, yeah when i try and like sort of show them what i'm doing 
they'll just be like, oh, could you add a bit more 808 drums or <laughs> right, that right. sort of thing to it? Because right. I'm over here cropping samples of like a dog barking, turning that into a full song. Sure, yeah, yeah. They'll just be like, what are you doing? But <laughs> yeah, that's really the only place I've been able to find sort of kinship in okay. music locally anyways. Okay. So I kind of just went out and found uh, some more like-minded people. Just online and, and elsewhere? Yeah, just sort of online, all over, really. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, I think um, from what I was listening to on, on your album, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, that you can definitely hear the hip-hop influence, but it almost sounds like experimental beats with spoken word on top of them. Yeah, that's a big thing. Before I started doing music, I was a big fan of writing. My okay. uh, grandma on my dad's side, she was like, she did a lot of writing, so that sort of got handed down to me a lot. I did a lot of poetry type stuff. Okay. So I think uh, I almost put a little bit of like slam poetry type of influence almost over top of like more chaotic sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it sort of gets, uh, it all comes together to make, I don't know, something I really like anyways. Yeah. And I've been getting a good response so far anyways. Was that kind of a deliberate choice or is that just sort of how you naturally expressed yourself? I mean, to, to, to deliver the vocals in that way rather than sort of a more, I guess, conventional rapping style, right? I tried a bit of a more conventional thing, but I'm just, my voice is, I just found it worked better more in like a slam poetry type thing. Okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. As I said. Had you so, done any of that? Like any of those slam poetry competitions and things like that? Or did you just keep it to yourself kind of? I did a bit of speaking stuff kind of when I was in school and things like that. But for the most part, it was just, I'm a pretty shy person in general. Okay. So I just sort of kept a lot to myself. Writing was just kind of my like go-to thing, I guess. That's sort of my way to channel emotions and sure. deal with everyday life, I guess. And I suppose and, the music is kind of the, the extension of that, right? Yeah, music, that album I made, it was just sort of a result of a lot of built up stuff, I guess. And it was, very much, as you said, an extension and almost like an evolution of how I was dealing with a lot of stuff. Okay, okay. And did, did, once you actually had it out there, did that feel kind of cathartic? Like, did you feel like you achieved oh, the very, goal? Yeah, yeah. that was finally getting out there. was kind of like a weight off my chest, I guess. Okay. And I'd never really been too good at talking to people directly about how I was feeling or anything. But this was kind of a way of finally being able to just sort of nicely put a bow on it and just get it out there. Sure. Is there pressure on you, like whether it's internal pressure or from listeners or anything to kind of, you know, follow that up with something equally as, as personal or as, uh, I guess as meaningful. I mean, if you're putting all that emotion and that personal stuff into the release, like what happens when it's done? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how oh, how yeah. do you, do you try to repeat that or do you kind of move on to something else, uh, subject matter wise? Um, well, it's kind of nice at sort of the age I am as I was, because you're sort of transitioning. So it's kind of this natural onslaught of a whole bunch of different stuff you're dealing sure, with yeah, now, yeah. as opposed to when I was working on that project. So it's kind of nice that there's a whole lot of new subject matter I can cover. Yeah. And yeah, I'm hoping right after I finished that first uh, project, I start immediately began work on a second because I don't know, that's, I'm kind of addicted, I guess, to right. just work on my music and whatnot. Because that is how I deal with everything. I come home and immediately start writing or working on music. Sure. And yeah, it's just kind of been the natural evolution of as my life's progressed. And it's been, yeah, really cathartic, I guess, just working on all of these projects. Cool. And getting to meet a lot of really cool people. 
over the internet. Just as a result of, of, of yeah. them hearing your stuff and everything? Yeah, I've been using a lot of stuff like Reddit and yep, even sure. Facebook or whatever we're using and Instagram too, just to really get my name out there, talk to people yeah. and get involved in just sort of a lot of cool projects with a lot of interesting people. All alone in a room full of people vulnerable under the steeple and feel feeble. The act of awakening is a steep hill, struggling to get up for a cheap hill. I shake, and it's taken a bit to push my will. The problem isn't empty heart to fill, it's the fear that I'm the monster to make my world ill. No desire to hurt anyone or anybody. No desire to learn myself on the somebody. Yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. Role-playing a pylon, near soul-saving line. The gantron is the task ahead of me. That's the mood as I look upon my seat. Every detail, every movement sticking out like it's key. My apologies. Every noise you make is frightening. When I get the feeling in my chest and all becomes lightning. You get confused and my wrath grows writhing. The soul sunk. But, my Emily, my music makes the soul rising. Even in the dark, I don't want to die. The sun comes up and I don't want to lie. Sometimes a voice says to take a fall. Sometimes a voice says to bash my head on the wall. In grade seven, I sat on the floor staring at pieces. Trapped, lost in cracks of all of the creases. Sad frustration, my brother had to get me. Years later, I'm on the bathroom floor crying with a plea. How do I know what's free? How do I know what's free? I get confused and my wrath goes writhing. I saw some, but my only, my music, makes a soul rising. Evening is dark, the sun comes up. And, and I don't want to lie. Even in the dark, I want to die. Even in the dark, I don't want to die. I spent the first whole half of this focusing on Portage of the Prairie, but like the fact that you're from Portage, I don't think matters in the way the music is consumed today because you have access to the internet. You can find people who are doing like-minded sounds and without oh, having yeah. to, you know, you don't have to go around finding them in your hometown, like, you know, in someone's basement somewhere that you, you didn't even know. Yeah. About. You can just turn on the computer and there they are. Right. So it's, yeah, absolutely. it's kind of, it's kind of a cool place to be in, I think. Yeah. I don't think sort of the music that, people like me make would be able to exist how it does if not for the internet yeah because yeah if you're like me and you're sort of stuck in a country music 
sort of labeled town. Yeah. And then really you're the only person who would ever appreciate that. Yeah, it, it could have happened. It would have happened before, but it just wouldn't get heard because there yeah. wouldn't be someone to release it, right? But now you have access to, you can record at home, you can post it on Bandcamp, you can post it on all the streaming stuff. It's it's so different. And I, I think it's like perfect for someone like you because music that's not, I guess, easily palatable, right? It can be pushed yeah. out there and, and it can find it can find his audience without on its own organically it's it's there and someone looking for whatever yeah. the whatever the keyword There's you so many describe it people yeah. on there yeah yeah so it's just really easy to you can just stick it up on say a site like reddit and say oh here's my album and a kid from portage can get uh however many hundreds of views and totally. it's just really uh convenient i guess yeah yeah I, even with, oh, go ahead or, uh even with how i like make it because you know, back in the day, you had to find a studio that would work with you and whatnot. But now I can just, I was very lucky. My brothers were all in music. So I just oh, nice. basically have like a mini studio down here. That's so, really convenient. Yeah, that is super convenient. And I'm very uh, appreciative yeah. that I had all this kind of at my uh, basement, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and not to make myself sound old again, but like, you know, when I was in bands, when I was like 19, I, we were just dubbing, hand dubbing tapes and, and giving them to people, you know, and this, yeah. like this way is so much more convenient. You have access to such a larger audience. Yeah, it's, it's I kind agree. of, it's kind of cool how DIY has shifted from, from that, from, you know, sitting there dubbing tapes all night and photocopying the covers and, and like hoping someone will buy it for two bucks to <laughs> actually just, you know, hitting a button and it's there, it's out there. And, and so have you found like kind of um, pockets of the internet that, that do similar stuff to you? Uh, yeah, Reddit's really handy because you can basically just search up some keywords and then get yeah. like a whole community. So that's really nice. And I've, but even on there, sometimes with just how my sound is, there's still some people who are like, can you explain this a bit more to me? Or yeah, just kind of that thing. But I found uh, people are pretty open minded more on the internet, I guess, sure. in those sort of pocket communities. Uh, you find a lot of people are pretty nice actually on there because they're all trying to push out their stuff too. So you're just kind of complimenting each other and connecting and helping support each other. Well, especially if their stuff is equally as, as, as inaccessible, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all want to make the same goal. Yeah. I like the weirdo club. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The internet weirdo (laughs) club. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, When you're, when you said uh, that they're trying to kind of ask you questions about, uh, about the music, is it in terms of the content or are they just trying to figure out how you made the sounds you did or what's sort of the main, uh, the sounds are often something I get asked about because I'm not very rich, so I can't pay for like big samples. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff I'll just make by like, I don't know, making a weird noise into the mic and then reverbing that and looping in all sorts of different ways. Sure. And they just end up with like this really, I believe it's uh, track four on Private Vietnam called Chakra, where it's just kind of going like Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that was a song that a lot of people kind of has like a shock value, I guess. Okay. And that sort of ends, gets a lot of attention and questions and, oh, I haven't heard anything like this before. And uh, do you have more? (laughs) Oh, that's been nice when people ask me that. Sure, yeah, definitely. And the flattering when someone says that to you though, if someone says, Oh, this is cool. I I don't know what this is, but I like it. Like, do you have kind of a way you define it? I know earlier you mentioned kind of some of the genres that, that sort of bleed into what you do, but what do you call it? Like if someone says, Oh, I hear you make music. Do you have a short form version of what you just describe it as? Or sometimes when I've talked to other uh, musicians, like that I've just met 
wherever, they'll ask me, oh, you're a musician, what do you do? And then yeah. just, uh, I make weird music, I guess. And But typically, I guess, I just say it's sort of like industrial because I am using mechanical methods of making the noises. Okay. Or I'll just say experimental. That yeah. tends to be what gets thrown around a lot for music that's kind of hard to describe. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think both of those things fit too. And the hip-hop thing, like I said earlier, like even though a lot of it is spoken word, you can definitely hear that influence uh, coming through. Yeah. Since you, I mean, I know you mentioned Rage Against Machine and, and Run the Jewels and all those as kind of your entry points into some of those genres, but what kind of stuff do you listen to now? Like how has your sort of palette expanded, I guess, since you've been doing this project? Uh, my main things are hip-hop, and metal okay so i'm Makes really sense, into yeah, yeah. sort of black metal i guess stuff like um emperor okay might be a big thing for me um some of the experimental stuff i'm into like death grips oh yeah yeah sure sure one. yeah and yeah death grips would be a big one uh kanye okay that'd be a big thing i really like hip-hop and sort of the big influence i took from them was just kind of strong hooks sure because I find even if you're, no matter how weird it gets, as long as you can get it to be sort of catchy in some sort of way. Uh, and then just sort of from metal bands like Behemoth and them, that's sort of where I, I like loud music, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I don't like music that's just sort of like background. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you're talking about black metal and stuff. And then you said, you know, uh, use Death Grips as an example of a band that inspires you. And they're super aggressive. And a lot of metal is super aggressive as well. And I didn't necessarily get that from your from your album or from even talking to you here. I mean, like you said, yeah. you're a fairly shy person. You're pretty quiet. And, and I mean, you know, the way the, the vocals anyway are delivered on the album is it, it's a lot of spoken stuff. It's kind of fairly soft spoken. Like how... What elements, I guess, of heavy music are you are you drawing in? Is it just the kind of raw noise part of it, or I guess the raw noise and kind of some of the more lo-fi okay. type stuff. Sure, sure, going back to like early black metal recordings. Yeah, like the fuzzy kind of tape recordings that. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, when you listen to those, it kind of sounds like a blender on yeah. the guitars. Yeah, yeah. So, but like in I the best start... way possible, right? Yeah, yeah. I... yeah. Uh, so just sort of that, and sort of embracing those elements as well as really sort of bassy noises i really like a okay. lot of a good bass sound and yeah just sort of stuff like that and also visually mm -hmm. uh when i shoot i do all my own uh album art music videos things like that because uh i like sort of shocking stuff i guess okay just uh reaction provoking that sort of thing okay and yeah, I take that all from a lot of my interests in more of the metal scene. Yeah, that makes sense. Compared yeah. to any of like poetry or hip hop or anything like that. Is is this like strictly a, a recording project or are you able to play some of the stuff live? Um, I've had some ambitions of doing some live stuff, which I would be hoping again soon. I was actually hoping to do it kind of around now, but all this stuff started going on with... Yeah. Uh, quarantine and whatnot yeah. so that kind of put a yeah that kind of stopped things for a while but it gives me more time to plan so that's nice is it doable live though like do you think that it's, it's something that you could pull off like and i, I guess think... and then the second question to that is is how, how would you pull it off would it just be like a backing track and then vocals or would you actually have a performative element of it i think i'd like to do it really like with a lot of showmanship okay. i guess uh so I'd like to build up kind of my presence and listener base before I ever ventured into that because that would probably be a bit more costly 
than what I'm doing right now. Sure. So I'd like a bit more security, I guess. Uh, if in terms of what I would do for a live show, probably backing track for some songs, but stuff that could be done. Uh, my brother's played guitar locally in some bands, okay. uh, probably really small stuff and things like that. So guitars wouldn't be any problem. And I'd like to sort of incorporate a bit more live stuff. I wouldn't have too much of an interest of just going over like backing tracks. Yeah, it's kind of lame, right? Yeah, I see a lot of like modern uh, rap shows and stuff, and sometimes they just even have the vocals playing in the background. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you'll just have the rapper going like on stuff over the songs and getting everyone to rap the lyrics. I wouldn't really be interested in that. That that doesn't seem like a live performance to me. It seems like someone just like getting excited about it. Yeah, a listening party. Totally. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't want to pay money for that, so I wouldn't want to sell that either, I guess. Talk about, talk about, talk about, 
with some of the uh, more industrial type sounds that you're doing, I mean, do you have the capacity to do that live to, to, to like play those live, or is that really uh, dependent on recording? Yeah, I have all the sounds and stuff I need saved and backed up, and I do. I've been experimenting with different amps and things like that okay. as to what would be sort of satisfactory to me, but I'd really like to perfect it before I debuted it in any sort of way. Okay. No, that's, 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 I think it's interesting because it's a kind of a backwards way of doing things. Cause most people, they start off playing crappy little shows and then they, then they record after a bunch of shows, right? Yeah. And they go from there, of... but you're, you're doing it kind of the, the, the reverse, which I think is actually more common now, especially with sort of solo projects like this, because now you can just do it at home, which is very different than it, than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of been weird. I, and a lot of the bands are like our older bands and I sort of look to them and say, Oh, what did they do to sort of get their stuff out there? Yeah. But now it's just so different as to the era I'm in. Yeah. And the stuff I listen to is very different than what a lot of my peers listen to as well. So I'm kind of trying to find my own path, I guess. Okay. And how to figure out how to do everything and get from here in my basement making little beats to performing live with a perfected live show that I'd like. Sure. Where would you want to do a live show? Like, I mean, I know this is obviously something in the future, especially with the quarantine happening, but do you kind of have a, would it be a Winnipeg thing or would you try to present this here in Portage or? Uh, I'd probably have to go to Winnipeg considering <laughs> the scene out here. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to do it probably in some place pretty lively, maybe like club scenes. That'd probably be good. Maybe a solid light show if I could get that set up sure. and whatnot. That's kind of what I was envisioning. Something think... very. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, something very visual as well as uh, audio based. Well, I was going to ask actually about that. Is the um, like when you're sort of envisioning this 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 whole visual and audio spectacular? <laughs> like, um, do you? I guess how how important is the actual specifics of the visuals? Like, do you have ideas of exactly what you want to be portraying and exactly how you want it lit, or is it just you want you know you want it to be big? Uh, I do. For certain stuff, I do have very specific uh, visuals in mind. Maybe uh, for some of my music videos I've done, for some of the singles off the album, I'd like to kind of recreate that in the live setting. And then for some of the other stuff, I'd have to... I have some of the lighting down and things like that, Um, but those ones I'm still developing. What's sort of next on the on the agenda right now? I mean, you have, uh, I guess, the benefit of not being affected so badly by the quarantine because you're not touring, yeah, you're not playing is... live shows. You're stuck in your basement, which is probably a good yeah. thing, right? So what's sort of the next plan on the schedule for you? Well, yeah, this is... Quarantine's actually been great for me, I guess, as opposed as it might be for some of the other guys. Yeah. Uh, for me right now, I've just been sort of buckling down and finishing album two, which I'm hoping to sort of double my listening base. I've done pretty good so far, but with this one, I'd like to just go bigger and better and harder, I guess. Yeah. So I'm finishing that. I'm hoping I was going to do it in May, but I'd probably like to wait it out a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Well, especially with all this going on too, right? And I was hoping to go physical, a physical release maybe for this one. The last one, it was just I was just so tiny, stuck in Portage or Perry, so I didn't want to even bother with like a sure. big physical release or anything like that because I'd just be money sort of going down the drain for me. But with this, I have a question about that actually because I mean, 
like I'm someone who listens only to physical music. I, I will occasionally listen to something online, but I don't have Spotify. I don't have any of that stuff. I listen to CDs, records, and tapes, and it's mainly because. I have built up a collection of all those three things over however many years now, and I'm, I'm not going to get rid of any of it. So I'd rather just listen to what I already have and, and keep doing it like that. But you're in a generation where music is the way it's consumed is way more disposable. Everyone's streaming things. They're listening to like, you know, playlists rather than albums. And so what is, I guess, from your perspective, the benefit of, of putting out a physical release? I like the idea of it, but I'm also old, <laughs> you know, so like, what, what, I'm glad to hear you doing it, but what's kind of your rationale behind that? I kind of actually, I have a record collection of vinyls and CDs, and I have a tape or two. Yeah. Um, I kind of like my physical music a bit better. I just kind of like, there's something about getting your vinyl player set up and taking out the wax. Sure. And just sort of laying it down, and you just kind of feel fancy and ready to go <laughs> with the music, you know? Yeah. Whereas it's a much different experience than just, uh, oh, what's this new song? Click. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like it. Skip. Whereas well, you have that tactile vinyl, experience. Yeah. You're personally involved in playing the music, even if it's just yeah. a little bit, right? So it's kind of nice. What yeah. uh, did you grow up on? Any kind of physical media, or was it all RID digital? Uh, oh, I'm a bit older than that, so yeah, I, I had a bit of a benefit of growing up more in the age of CDs. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah for yeah. a bit of a bigger thing, and I had a little. Um, I believe I forget the company name. I think it was Sony. It was a little CD portable player. That was kind of nice. You could clip it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was nice. So growing <laughs> up in the physical age and transitioning now, some stuff's kind of annoying, like all the SoundCloud crazes and things like that. Yeah, just yeah. Sort of how, how fast stuff comes nowadays. And how fast and it goes, too. Because back when I was growing up, I remember stuff kind of lasted a bit longer. Yeah. And, yeah, CDs were everywhere. But now I find I go to buy a CD at, like, any place that's not a specialized CD store, and it's kind of cape like uh collections of stuff and things like that and it's hard to find you can't you can't albums. find albums unless you're yeah. a record store yeah yeah so yeah i'd prefer maybe if physical stuff was a bit more prominent still but is was it is i guess well i think it depends on the style of music too i think there's always genres yeah. that have been i mean like hardcore and metal and punk rock and stuff have always had tapes and, and cds and records and yeah, like, there's so many like weird little subgenres of things too that are still doing tapes and never stopped and stuff. So, would you put out a CD? Or are you thinking tape or vinyl or what would you be looking at? Uh, I think a CD at first, just keep it nice and simple, I guess, for my first time sort of venturing into that. Yeah. Uh, but in my dreams, I guess if I could have like my vinyls and CDs and tapes in every format, just everywhere. That'd be really amazing. Yeah. I definitely don't want to stay in the space of just being one of those uh, digital only type of guys. I'm, I'm glad to hear it, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. because I do find that a lot of people, I mean, I, I'm not trying to like make myself sound too old or to like talk down on younger people or anything, but a lot of people I've had on the show who are, you know, between 18 and like 24, 25, even they are pretty much have scrapped physical media entirely and i imagine that the younger generation like my kids they have cds and records because of me but i'm pretty sure when they talk to their friends they're not talking about you know hey do you have this album on cd they're talking How about spotify you? and they're talking about that yeah. stuff so yeah it's a it's a totally different world but for now you have a digital release and you have a couple singles out too right on on Bandcamp. uh yes so if yeah, someone my... oh sorry no go ahead. go ahead i've got my Bandcamp up and uh I do have a SoundCloud, but I'm not too uh, well-versed in that. Okay. So, yeah, Bandcamp and YouTube are kind of where I've been sticking for now. And hopefully I'll be able to transition 
uh, sooner rather than later. Cool. The physical. So if someone's hearing about you on the show for the first time, which I think is pretty likely, I mean, you know, like you said, you've got the one yeah. big release out and, and you're in Portage. <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what do you think is the best way for someone to find out more about your music or, or to even to check out the album? Uh, I've got my Instagram page, which has links for everything okay. pretty much related to Aiden Lambert and music. And you can find me on YouTube under uh, Aiden L. And I'm on Bandcamp just under Aiden Lambert. And Aiden Lambert is what I use on SoundCloud as well. Okay, awesome. So there's so, a bunch of options there. Pretty easy to find me. Right on. And I guess uh, at some point there might be a live show. Uh, <laughs> once once the quarantine ends and once you get all those the lighting yeah, and visuals we'll, figured out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see where this goes, I guess. Yeah, for with, sure. Uh, quarantine and whatnot. Yeah. Have you, uh, like, have you found other artists locally? Um whether it's in Portage or in Winnipeg or elsewhere in Manitoba, that you kind of feel like, oh, if I had a live show figured out, this would be a cool person to play with? Or are you still sort of uh, navigating that? Um, well, it's in Portage, definitely not really. There's sure. the only like local people who do stuff other than country. There's the metal type guys, maybe that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I can see it being maybe a decent some fit. Of them, like some of the guys play really grungy areas. That yeah. would be really cool, I think. I think that would be a better environment for me other than places that are more used to sort of twangy type country music. Yeah, I don't know if the country crowd would, would dig what you're doing. You might have to change no, your sound quite a bit. probably shrieking horror and... Yeah, know, yeah. Guess. That might be a fun yeah. show, though. Just, just to, just no, to see how... Uh... Get a reaction. Yeah, for sure. Over 
there and less shit Also have to come where to hear In the classroom the words sound air Time for I'm just air Adjusting for the stress for status quo Stats and stats and Back to my corner I'm a student 17 cashier Suddenly surrounded by the factory The facages are from here Sequences overthought last year and here Every face is drawn near and near And my sweat leaks behind fears The command with rust my gears Push me nature I'm just a student 17 cashier Student 17 cashier Don't feel, never feel meant here My voice always on a dead ear Going, going out of nowhere My quirky rant, my face too spare Get home from shift, shut my lair My mind's health, no time for care Ball up, I feel the pressure Cause I'm a student 17 cashier Over there I'm less shared Once I've come where to tear In the classroom my words sound air Starting to feel I'm just air I'm testing to fit the stratosphere Status quo, stats, things, stats, stairs Back in my corner I'm a student 17 cashier Suddenly surrounded, I breathe faster The massages come clearer Sequences over by last year and year Your faces draw near and near In my Sweat leaks my fears. The clans rest my gears, pushing knee jerk. I'm just a stone seventeen cashier. Okay, well yeah, well thanks for thanks for doing this. I'm glad to uh, get a chance to talk to you. I, I think that it's um when whenever I post these things saying like, hey, uh, who should be on the podcast? Your name has definitely come up. I don't know if you have friends who follow me also and are posting your name and things, but like I, I'd seen it before and people have mentioned you. And I, I remember I was like, oh, I should look into this. And then like, like I always do, I forget about everything and I didn't, but I'm glad you reached out to me and that uh, we could do this. Cause I, you know, you're doing something different at least. And uh, it's always nice for me to also go outside of Winnipeg sometimes because I feel like the scene here is super insular and it's really easy to just focus only on Winnipeg and not even think about what's outside the perimeter and there's so much cool stuff like whether it's in portage or whether it's in winkler or morden or or anywhere really like brandon has a crazy scene of like lots of metal and stuff out there oh, yeah. And, and yeah there's, there's so much outside the city that it's easy to to skip it so i'm glad we did this and uh yeah hopefully this gets you some new listeners and and uh maybe you can uh oh. link up with some other artists and get some shows out here in winnipeg once the quarantine ends yeah. thanks for having me on yeah right on thanks a, a lot really great honor and I don't know yeah, if it's an honor. It's a shitty little podcast, but I appreciate well, that. For Thank me, you. it's an honor anyways. Portage awesome. uh, stuck. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is the most exciting thing to happen to me in the while. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right on. and not alone then I could come through